Welcome to SaltCast. Again, my name is Bob Turner, and I serve as the uh, director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And we are providing a resource through these SaltCast to help leaders in congregations across the country and the world to learn how they can strengthen their leadership and provide direction for developing the next generation of leaders. And we're thankful that you've taken time to come and be with us today. Uh, again, I want to introduce you to Brandy Kendall, who is with us. Thank you for joining us again and be being there. a part of this uh, SALT cast. Uh, the last session was so insightful and encouraging and appreciate so much your wisdom and expertise in this field and what you've been able to share with us. Uh, building upon what we talked about, I'd like to know uh, some areas that you feel like become the causes of conflict because we talked about a number of different areas and not to bring those back up, but to build on that, what would you say are some of the causes or the sources that bring about conflict today? Now, how I answer that question could follow any number of pathways. Sure. Uh, but from uh, to, to keep this focused on uh, on a spiritual point of view, okay. from, I'm going to give you a spiritual answer. I'm I like give it. Some very worldly answers to that question, but uh, I, I'm going to give you James's answer. Okay. Because James asks the question in, in James chapter 4. Why is this happening? Okay, he, he says specifically, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? That's the question. Right? right. Why does that distance happen? Why in the world do we allow the damage to exist that keeps us from being together? James has an answer. From a divine point of view, here it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's your passions that war within you, he says. You desire, you do not have, so you murder. You covet, you can't get it, you can't obtain it, so you fight, you quarrel. You don't have, because you don't know how to ask. You ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend it on your own passions. How's that for an answer? Uh, very, very biblical. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, in practical terms. Sure. The, the bottom line here is selfishness. Right. The bottom line is, and, and I'm going to go all the way back to Genesis. Okay. I'm going to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. Perfect relationship. Man, God, walking in the garden. What an awesome relationship. Couldn't be any better. Then comes the voice. Wouldn't you like to be center? Wouldn't you like to be God? Do you really want to follow the rules when you can set the rules? Wouldn't you really like to have this your way? How much of that has continued? Oh, same voices we're hearing today. It's exactly the same voice. And, and I think because the nature of conflict is relational. Right. Because the basis of conflict has to do with, are we going to be healthy together or not? How are we together going to respond to this particular uh, obstacle that's in the way of our being healthy together when we allow our selfishness 
our self-centeredness in, in terms of uh, James, my particular passions, what I think is right, what I think is most important, what I set up as being the top of my list. Right. And then we start comparing lists and we fail or refuse to give priority to your list, to, to your passions, to, to your needs and desires, to take that into a marriage realm. Sure. When we ignore one another's priorities and needs, for instance, conflict happens. And, and it comes down almost always, as James has said, to this base, um, this base priority, which is I'm first. Right. Wouldn't you like to be the one in charge? Isn't your way better? Always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and, and, and that is, I think James, uh, you know, speaking uh, in an inspired way has, has taken us right to the heart of it. Sure. Uh, when my, he says, what you desire, what you want is more important than the relationship. Conflict happening. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think that is fundamentally where I would go. And, and I think the more I read and the more I study, we're always going to come back to that same basic understanding. There is a, a self that is within each of us. Sometimes it's true to itself and sometimes not. But when it's true to itself we and we recognize the truth of of yourself and myself working together, then, then we can respect one another. Sure. We can honor one another. And conflict, when it does happen, is is kind of taken care of by, by the circumstance. But it's when myself has to have priority, whether it's my desire or my want or my understanding, it's when my self has to have the priority, as James says, right. writing. Conflict happens. And I... I'm sitting here, my wheels are spinning in regards to things like, okay, change, diversity, <laughs> various components like that that factor into it. And it all comes back to that because when change upsets my world, it's because it upset my world. <laughs> and that's what brings in conflict. And we see that not on an, just an individual basis, but certainly on a congregational level as leaders are trying to deal with the diversity that's affecting the church today, as well as change that has entered into so many different realms. And so it creates this conflict that trying to figure out how to deal with that. In connection to that, does the idea of role-based and values-based areas impact that discussion of what we're talking about as far as the source of conflict? Absolutely. By role-based, we're talking role-based conflict. Uh, we're talking about the differences that exist because of our assumed role. Okay. Period. Um, that could be my role versus your role. I'm the preacher, you're not. Okay. I'm the elder, you're the preacher. That makes me your boss mm. or your brother. Now, depending on the role that I assume, it will determine how well. And, and what form our resolution of conflict will actually take. Right. If my role is to be your boss and there's a problem, then I feel like I have the right to address you in specific terms. Mm -hmm. 
good or bad, whether it hurts your feelings or not, uh, I may assume a particular role. Um, role comes into play in conflict when, for instance, even within yourself, okay, we'll, we'll put you in a position of preacher, okay? Uh, but you're also a husband. Is there any conflict between those two roles? <laughs> When you get a phone call at two o'clock in the morning mm. or when um, you're expected to be home at a particular time for supper as husband, but as preacher, you're in the middle of a counseling session or you got that last minute phone call and somebody's sick and you need to be at the hospital. What about what about you as preacher and father? I remember those times when yes. I needed to be at a graduation or I needed to be at a at a recital or needed to be at one of those things and I ended up being somewhere somewhere else. Is there conflict? Brings conflict for sure. Okay. That is that is role associated conflict. Okay. Based on what I assume my responsibilities, based on the expectations I have based on those roles, it certainly creates conflict. And and Depending on the role that we play and the role that we assume, we will approach conflict based on guidelines that we understand. Right. For those value oriented conflict comes in much in a much deeper level. Actually, it comes into our belief systems. It's how we actually perceive the world around us. What is the belief system uh, that governs what's right and wrong? what is uh, appropriate or inappropriate. Um, uh, and, and for most of us, uh, values are have a long-standing uh, relationship with us. We believe what we believe because everybody around us does or, or because we've been taught that way, <laughs> because mom and dad did, right. because, well, isn't that the only way? And, and we've come, we come to a place when there is an obstacle and, and we have to see that through the eyes of, of those perceptions. And, um, what comes out of that may be, okay, we're satisfied. Priorities are the same or not. Right. And, and when, and when other values come into conflict with my values, when your way of seeing a truth comes into conflict with what I've always been taught, then I I have to measure things on a completely different level. And I'm not real happy with that. <laughs> well, I was just sitting here thinking how that sometimes there's an internal conflict that may not necessarily involve a conflict between me and someone else, especially in a values-based thing. But when I'm learning something or I'm introduced to something that challenges those values that are the core of who I am, it creates an internal conflict. Now I need to wrestle with this thing going on in me is what I've always believed the right thing to believe versus what I'm learning now. And that creates an internal conflict, which even complicates that further, I'm sure. You remember James's words? I do. James 4 and verse 1. <laughs> the problem is, he says, it's those conflicts, it's those passions that are at war where? Within you? It's within us mm -hmm. individually. So so conflict begins in in that place where our right. value system uh, uh, are challenged. So talk for just a little bit about how power 
factors into both of those areas? I, uh, particularly in the church realm, l- let me talk to, about power in the realm of authority. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go back if you oh, allow me. Let me go back to Genesis 3. Sure. Um, in Genesis 3, the question is, wouldn't you like to be in charge? Right? Again, what is the question? Wouldn't you like to be in charge? In charge. Um, where did where did this challenge of power come into play? From the beginning. From the very <laughs> beginning. And and what has been the problem ever since? That that question has mm-hmm. always been the question. And I'm gonna put it in terms of when God says, If you'll let me be your God, I'll bless you. What is the decision that I have to make? Will I put him in charge or will I keep charge myself? Exactly. And um, God says, if you will let me, I will be your God and, and you will be my people and I will bless you. If not, what is the choice? Curse you. Mm. Now, what is that curse? It changes with the circumstance, but but it always is the blessing is lost. Right. So when we choose to be in charge, when power okay, becomes the, the overwhelming influence and conflict, and you have someone who's desiring to be the authority in that particular circumstance or in that particular situation, there will always be a loss for someone. There will always be this challenge to this thing we call power or this thing we call authority. Uh, particularly in the body of Christ, where we have roles. We have an assumed role of an elder, for instance, or for right. a preacher. And if a part of that assumption is that role gives me power right, or the authority to say or to do or to demand or to expect certain things, and you don't understand that power or that right. authority in exactly the same way, are there any obstacles born from that? Yes, indeed. Okay. And those obstacles then become either a source for strengthening as we deal with them together, or they become a source as conflict for that negative side of things where we have distance created and damage done, all depending on how we accept that authority or how we accept that power. Right. Um, the reason I think scriptures are very clear that a leadership role is never to be a rulership role, but a service-oriented role. Right. What it comes down to is, where is my authority vested? In the right that I have to tell you what to do as a leader, mm. or in the, the biblical expectation of seeing you as someone who has a need that my role as leader is designed to meet. Right. Completely different way of approaching that. Now, do I have the same authority? I do have same authority. It's just vested in a completely different way. Right. Where instead of using it as a big stick, using it as an opportunity to express my side of things, it becomes an opportunity to see your need, our common goal and our common mission, to see those things as an opportunity for us to use that authority in a more healthy way, rather than to divide us or to keep us at a distance where my power is absolute. Sure. I love that. (laughs) But rather than being an absolute, I allow that authority to invest itself in how this relationship can be healthy. What can I do with that authority and still meet your need? Right. Rather than being caught up in this battle that's going on inside of me, I want to be number one. Sure. I want to be right. 
I want to be first. I, I like this position. I like this ability to say, I'm right, you're wrong. Or this is what I think we're going to do. Right. I like that position. But when I realize that's not healthy, if that demand refuses to accept where you are. So so power and authority do come into play. Absolutely. It, it's a very, yeah. it's at the basis for, again, going all the way back to Genesis 3. And, and it's always been the challenge, whether it's from Genesis 3 on, the role between a man and a woman, and and who's in charge. We won't say much about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Not now. Or, or, or we're talking about leaders in the church. Right. Or we're talking about the head of the nation of Israel versus what is their role in, in, in leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times does God condemn the uh, the priesthood for their refusal to not to be an authority because they were but the refusal to use their authority and in, in the right way and god right. says because you refuse to accept your responsibility the conflict exists between your nation my nation and myself because you've refused to accept a proper role hmm. of authority yeah so um yes it, it plays a role and and from beginning to end, power comes into play, authority comes into play, and, and we have to measure it in very, very careful, very careful terms. Mm, excellent. I can't believe how quickly this time goes by that we have together. I tell you, I get, I get enthralled in what you're saying. I get excited about it and, and learning so much. I, and I know this is going to be very beneficial to everyone who's hearing it. And certainly want to thank everyone for listening in uh, to our podcast as we talk about conflict with Brandy Kendall. And I hope that you'll continue to join us as we continue our discussion. We're going to look more into this idea of conflict and conflict resolution as we continue this discussion in our next session. Thank you again for joining us today.